Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I got something for us to start this show off with. Last week, we ate a uh, we ate a Reese's. What was it? A Reese's uh, Reese's brownie. It was a uh, snack cake. It was a Reese's snack cake. Um, I think we should. Uh, we talked about it, and I think it should be official. I think the Nosebleed Sports Podcast should start every episode eating a Reese's of some sort. So. Let's go ahead and rate the snack pack or whatever that thing was called. Snack cake. Snack cake. What do you, what do you give that snack cake last week? Did we do that? Did I, we I not do that? I don't okay. think so. We, we going out of five out ten. of ten? Out of ten. Out, out of ten. ten? Yeah. I'm giving the snack cake an eight. Oh, we did do this because I gave it a six. I did remember. You give it a six? Yeah, I gave it a six. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. I already know what I'm going to give this. This is the Reese's Outrageous. This is a candy bar with nougat. It's got milk, chocolate, peanut butter, caramel, and Reese's pieces. Holy this, Christ. my friend, this is my this is my new all-time favorite candy bar. I've already had three of these today. <laughs> Sorry, scratch that. Four of these today. This is number five. I bought a three. So you buy two, get one free. So I, on my way to Columbus this morning. <laughs> I bought three because I was like, I'm gonna save these two. I'm gonna save these two for the for the show tonight. I ate the one in the car on the way up to Columbus. On my way home from Columbus, I stopped at the same place because I knew they would have it. <laughs> Good and I was like, Well, I gotta get three. I just want one, but I gotta get three. And I ate all three on the way home from Columbus. I've had four of these. This will be number five. There is 410 calories in here. I've had 2,000, 2,050 calories on Reese's candy bars alone. You know who you sound like? Who's that? Me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, my gosh. So, first of all, let, let me just say, I, I've, I've got to congratulate you or, or give you props for going king size. I only go king size. Well, they don't make these in anything else, but I really? only get king size in every, I, I don't like why to go up and just get two cups, unless it's the giant cup, which is technically a king size. Right. There's no, why would I do that? Right. When there's a four piece sitting right next to it. If the king size is available, how do you do anything else? I, it's impossible. It's ridiculous. Don't talk to me if you do it. <laughs> it's that simple. So Reese's outrageous this is the one with the with the extra reese's pieces in it adam i'm gonna let you take a big old snap out of that thing first and you tell me i'm gonna tell you right now i don't know if it's it's the perfect amount of peanut butter but the the reese's pieces and the caramel i'm a caramel guy Mm -hmm. so the reese's pieces and the caramel together oh my gosh i can't i can't describe it it's like it's like it's like an orgasm in your mouth. Okay. First bite. First bite. What do you got? First bite is uh, extraordinary. Everything you said about it, I agree with so far. I mean, just a just an excellent combination. Of course, you're going to have the, the chocolate and the peanut butter in there. But 
you're right. The caramel, the nougat, and the Reese's pieces, along with the peanut butter and the chocolate, are just a are, are just. I mean, it's the ratio. They got the ratio. The right. ratio is right. Unlike the ratio of the brownie the other day, they got the ratio right on this. This is a better ratio. And they're the they're small Reese's pieces. They're not. Aren't they? Don't they look a little smaller? Like, take a look at that. Yeah, I think they. I think they may. Oh, now that I'm. Yeah, they're definitely they're slightly smaller than a normal Reese's pieces, which is fine. Yeah, for something like this, honestly, I feel like full size Reese's pieces might not be as good in these. You know, sometimes you get a candy bar and it's like the full size peanuts or something like that, Mm -hmm. or the big candies. You're like, I, I mean, it's good, but it's just like too much almost this is yeah this is this is good so far speaking of too much five of these in one day is that too much i'm starting to feel like i might i might have it depends on who you ask um if you ask your doctor uh (laughs) uh-huh uh maybe if you ask your wife probably um if you ask your mom yeah for sure if you ask yourself and you know what perfect you only have to answer to yourself buddy mm-hmm. you're you're a grown man eat five king size reese's candy bars throughout the day just do it, mm-hmm. it there's nothing wrong all you kids out there okay if, if, if <laughs> kids don't do it kids have one uh adults though have five have ten have however many you want i agree i couldn't agree more so I'm going to make us round. We're going to rank this right now. Mm-hmm. So the last one you gave an eight, I gave a six. This is a 10 in my, this is better than a Reese cup to me. I know that that's impossible for you. This is better than a big cup. This is better than a regular. This is the best thing Reese's makes in my point of view. I'm going 10. That's incredible. It's hard for me to give a 10 to anything in any situation. I'm going to go. I'm going to lower my snack cake to a seven and give this an eight. That's the right call. Your snack cake was way too high. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. It's growing. It's legend is growing in my mind as I get further and further away. I got you. I reminisce about it. I've Uh thought about it. I've, I've dreamt about it. I've had daydreams about it. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be dreaming about this all day. Mm. So This is so good. And and here's the thing is I've already established. I'll just say it up front, and then we'll remind ourselves at the end. Next week's Mount Rushmore is going to be Reese's Candy. The Mount Rushmore of Reese's. I can't wait. I don't know how many of the new, how much of the new stuff you've had. Not a lot, but enough to have four, a top four. This is the first time on this outrageous here. Yeah. Mm. So what's the, the difference between the outrageous and the nutrageous? We'll find out. Okay. Okay. Because you've had the nutrageous. I've had the nutrageous. It's been a long time. But uh, it's the same thing minus the Reese's Pieces. Add in the nuts. Okay. I got you. That's simple enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, yeah, this over Nutrageous then. And Nutrageous is it, fantastic. Yeah. And heart, yeah, for me. But we'll get to that, though. That will be on the show at some point. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to tell you what I'm getting next. I'm just going to bring them on. They're just going to be here. Well, should we, should we, let's alternate. You bought this week. I'll, I'll, I'll buy next week. I'll bring something. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So let's get to some, let's get to some sports. This is how it works every week. I will also, I have a feeling this is how it's going to go every single time. You ate one of the two snack cakes last week while we did this. I ate them both before you even got the first one done. I have finished the entire candy bar. You have not even eaten half of it. This is how I eat things. I wolf the, I wolf down anything Reese's. It's how I eat them too. I'm just self-conscious about eating on the mic. That's all. I'm just self-conscious. I'm trying to be like push the mic away at times, but all right, let's talk sports. All right. That, that took some time. Let's do it, but it was worth it. Um, so the, we're not going to talk about the Reds because I got nothing to talk about. <laughs> the draft is coming up this weekend. Maybe we're going to try to we're going to try to possibly get uh, Mr. Andre Edwards. Maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see if he wants to uh, give a little draft recap next week. We'll see what happens. I can't make promises. He's a busy man. However, we are currently in the middle of the NBA playoffs, and we've got. Uh, three series that are over in the first round. Miami has beat Atlanta four to one. I don't know how much there is to talk about that, except for Miami is just a better all around team. Miami is a better defensive team, uh, which when you have a team that is as gritty as Miami, um, uh, one Trey young is not going to beat you. And unfortunately that's kind of where Atlanta is right now is, is they fly by Trey Young. When Trey's hot, they're hot. When he's cold, they're cold. And Miami did an amazing job of holding him with Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and, um, oh, my God, who's their best player? Jimmy Butler. Uh, just They're just they, – they, they play well together. Jimmy Butler does something to a team, man. When he is on a team, he does something to that team. They become – I, I hate using the word gritty so much, but I really that they're just gritty. They just don't go away and they don't make mistakes and they don't take bad shots. They don't turn the ball over. They may not make a, you know, they may not make a ton of shots because they're not the best basketball players, but they are so good together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of like the old Pacers teams and you know, the teams, those Pacers teams we, we loved under McMillan or whatever his name was. Frank Vogel and then Nate McMillan. Yeah, yeah both Frank Vogel too. Yes, very true. So, um, I mean, even really dating back all the way to like the Larry Bird's teams. I mean, Pacers, have been, that's just kind of how the, who the Pacers are, yeah. which we're going to talk a little bit about Indianapolis here a little bit later in the show when we get into Indiana Mike, who had the entire Pacers team at his show. Along uh, with a bunch of other people that I didn't know who they were. I didn't know any of them. Like they were famous. They were. They, I, yeah, they, oh, I look people up while people talk about people. I'm constantly Googling everything. Uh, one was a congressman and the other was the mayor, <laughs> the old woman. I don't know who she was, but <laughs> they didn't show her. She just makes sure she just bails everybody out of jail. All right. So uh, Milwaukee and Chicago is over. Milwaukee dominates that series four to one. Uh, not much to say about that except for the fact that how awesome is this series going to be because they play on Tuesday. They will play the Boston Celtics. They've got a week off, and the Boston Celtics is what we're going to really talk about right now. The Boston Celtics are moving on. 
not a big deal. Boston Celtics are very, very good basketball team. They were the higher ranked team in this in this uh, series. However, you have a New Jersey Nets, or I'm sorry, a Brooklyn Nets team with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving, with Ben Simmons, and now they are swept in at home. Once again, if you don't like the NBA, watch this Boston Celtics team. Watch this Milwaukee team. Watch this Miami team. The teams that win in the playoffs are teams that can play defense. These three teams are very, very good. So, Adam, what happened to the Nets? Well, to start, Boston figured out how to not only keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving from scoring, but they figured out how to keep them from shooting the basketball. I I mean, I'm more concerned about the attempts, the shot attempts from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, especially from Kevin Durant in those last couple of games. And um, it was, you know, it's so strange because I didn't get to see a ton of those games, but I saw clips. I saw little few minutes here and there. And then at the end of games, seeing box scores with Kevin Durant's name and 16 points or 19 points or something like that on, on 11 shots, you know, it's so strange to see that. And especially after they got down 2-0 and 3-0. Well, in that last game, he had 39. I mean, he took 11 threes alone. So, I mean, he did show up in that game and he, and he played well, but, but it wasn't enough. Somebody else didn't show up. So in game four, Ben Simmons, who has missed the last nine months of basketball, was supposed, this was supposed to be his first game with the Brooklyn Nets and his first game back since he stopped playing in Philadelphia. Yep. He originally it was a mental health issue that he did that he excuse me didn't start. I get choked up when I talk about Ben Simmons. No, I'm just kidding. I get That's choked bad. up on outrageous. Put it, put it away. You don't have to eat any more of it. You need the rest after the show. We know how it goes. Watch how know. fast I eat that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyway, so Ben Simmons, the rumors were, and the reports, not even rumors, reports were, he is set to go. This is going to be his first game back. It seemed, we. I think we briefly talked about it. It seemed kind of silly for to bring him back at the end of a series that they were down yeah. 3-0 anyway, but this was the big deal. And if they were going to preserve their chances of, st- of be- staying in that series and winning a game at least, which is you, you can't get back in a series until you win a game, Ben Simmons was going to be possibly a little bit of a difference maker, at least on the defensive end when he came back, right? Because he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he can't shoot. Everybody knows about that. Uh, so he's not a, a huge offensive weapon, although he can pass and he can get to the rim and, and finish. But not a shooter and scared to death to shoot the ball now. He woke up that morning of game four and let the Brooklyn Nets know, my back hurts again. I cannot play. So, so let me, let me, let me interject. Let me interject. Let me interject. This is, this is difficult, right? Because this man, this dude, this dude 
there's so many ways you could go into this guy. He wakes up, his back hurts, he doesn't want to play. Anxiety has a little something to do with it. Uh, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. If you are a teammate of Ben Simmons and you're expecting him to come and finally play with you guys, he's been practicing. How do you feel on game four when you're down 3-0 to, this new, to waking up to this news? If I'm his teammate. Probably how all of his teammates did feel and how the rest of the organization did feel from, from everything that's been reported. From what I understand, everybody was surprised and disappointed. I think disappointed is the perfect word. I don't think upset or angry is 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 something that would go because they never really played with him. Mm-hmm. They don't know the guy. I mean, they know they they probably know him, but they just they don't know him on that super personal level of a teammate, right? You know him as a colleague, as a as a peer, but you maybe don't know him. You, and the guy is definitely going through some stuff, right? At this point in time, at this point in time, he is about to have two different organizations in appeals to try not to pay him Mm -hmm. because there's two organizations now that are trying to prove that he just is sitting out and the reasons he's sitting out are not uh are not enough for them to have to pay him for what 20 some million dollars that he's owed and he has now sat out for two straight two straight years one year one one year he played last year with 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 Philly. Sorry, but he has sat out for a full year. Yeah, I got to tell you, this is a hard one for me, man. Because, dude, I, I, I've seen I've seen that 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 anxiety level in people, and there, and I've, I've I've never I've never understood it. I don't get it. I have zero anxiety about those things. When I get in, if it's game time, man, I'm ready to go. Like I am. Super pumped, everything's good, but I've seen it. My 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 boy gets incredibly anxious before anything. If we if we're leaving him, even if it's with his grandma or something for an hour, he it's it's he gets incredibly anxious and it turns into other things. Mm-hmm. Never understood that. Still don't. Don't understand the Ben Simmons thing, but it's hard to it's hard to be upset with him. But disappointed is one. There is no. I don't think there is any problem with you being disappointed. I think you can be disappointed because this man has had as much help as anybody can get. They've given him everything he can possibly have when it comes to help. And at this point in time, you 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 know where you you've got to. And maybe you don't know where you're at mentally. I don't know. It's hard. But just I, I, he he's he's got to take more than just time off he he needs to get out he needs he's got to stop i think he's going to retire he's got to retire he's got to be done with basketball it's not working it's not working he's made a lot of good money he's an incredible basketball player maybe not retire but dude dude's got to leave he's got to get out because it is not going to get any better his mental state is not going to get any better sitting on the bench for somebody and getting this constant ridicule. It's not going to get any better. You got to bolt, man. You got to just disappear from the world. Do what Kyrie did. Kyrie just disappears when he does, when he gets into those, but then he comes back fine. Well, maybe not fine, but that's another thing though. But then you, that's another thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's tough for me. 
disappointed is perfect word for it. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. You know, that's exactly where I was going to go. And it is really hard. You can't, here's the thing. All of the reactions from, from especially former players that are in the media, the way they reacted to that, that was the biggest eye opener for me because those guys always support each other, especially yep. when it comes to injuries and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a brotherhood. It's a, it's a fraternity, whatever. People are not holding back. The, Shaq said as a punk move that he didn't play in that game. I think Charles said something, Stephen A. Smith, whatever. It's, that's like an it. easy, that's an easy cop out for somebody that, that never had an issue with it though. Right. That's sure. not, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, if this were two years ago, three years ago, I'm, I'm that person right now, dude. I'm sure, man, are you kidding me? Grow a pair, get off your soft, this soft attitude that everybody's got nowadays. It, it, it's not all about you, big boy, get out there and do your thing for your team. You're getting paid to go to work and you're not working. So, so what has changed that you are that you no longer I've seen it. I've seen that struggle personally firsthand in 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 someone's eyes and seen what that what it looks like mm-hmm. and seen I've never seen it before. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I've never had that issue. It's easy. It's not, you know, it's easy for me to brush that off. That don't bother me. We mean it's time to go play game four. Let's go, baby. I don't care if I got a br- I'm Kobe. You know what I mean? You got I could have a you could I could have a, a, a torn ACL. I'm still going out or what do you have the broken heel or whatever the Achilles I'm still shooting my free throws and I'm making them. And then I'm walking off the court. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like hundred percent, but dude, it's not that it's not everybody, dude. Everybody's different. But, but at the same time, if you, I know there's so much pressure, there's so much pressure on him right now, but if you're going to come out and say, I'm going to be there, I can be there. It does feel like a cop out excuse to you. It looks like that. That's what it looks like. You make it look like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After you, you know, it's, it's back pain now. That was, that was kind of the thing that was holding him back more so recently. And then he went, you know, like 10 straight days of working out with no pain. He's, he's practiced uh, like most of the last month without any trouble so you're ramping up, you're ramping up, and now you have like, you know, there's no reason now for me to to not be able to play. We're gonna try to throw you out there maybe for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or if something like that. If you can like get that. 15 minutes and give me six boards, I mean Ben Simmons can give you six boards in 15 minutes and maybe give you eight points. Mm-hmm. Just get into the ball and facilitate the ball well. Let Kyrie be a shooter, get it, drive and kick, and be able to maybe get three assists. That he has the potential to do that in 15 minutes. Sure, and, and disrupt people on on the defensive end. And he's one of the better defensive players in the league, right? Apparently, his mental state triggers his back pain. That's that's what he said. Now, I, I this, at this point in time, man, you just got to be quiet and just sit down. Just you, you, what, you, I don't like those. I don't like that. I don't. Which here's the thing: the only the only reason that I'm thinking like, okay, I, I kind of can see that is because. People talk about when, when you're stressed, when you have a lot of stress tight. Yeah. You get you, people carry, I carry it in my neck and in my shoulders. I get, I get 100%. tight. Yep. I got and, it right now. Yeah. And, and so that happens. So I don't know if it's the same. I can see 
there being a correlation there. But, but, but here's the thing. I've, I mean, I've got stress where you feel when you're just so tight because you're always tense and your neck and your back's a little tight. But, brother, you're talking about people that have four masseuses and, and stuff like that in the room with you when you're you you're getting a massage while you're getting taped while you're getting acupuncture you know what i mean it's all there how how much of that though can help when it's mentally triggered you know what i mean if it's if it's a mental thing i don't know how much treatment can do physical treatment can do for you no if it's a mental thing yeah but if you're if mental is triggering if it's a stress super anxiety, turning into stress, turning into back pain, then yes, that should help the back pain. Maybe. Yeah. There is a mental, he called it a mental block. He has a mental block. He's, he actually said when he first came over to the, to the nets, you know, everybody interviewed him when he coming back and all that kind of stuff. And he talked about his time in Philadelphia. He felt like he was not getting the, the help he needed. And he said that he's been dealing with some things on a personal level that was before the, the playoffs the year before when everybody started getting on him about not shooting the ball at the end of games and that kind of thing. And he, he kind of folded. He said, I've been dealing with some things that people don't know about. That's been really hard for me since before all that. And you think is Kendall, been, Jen, you think Kendall Jenner broke his heart? I honestly have definitely thought about that because it's very, very possible. I really think that you could th- be the and case. then, and then she goes and goes after like a guy go- who, who could possibly make a run at an MVP in any given year, you know, and you're like, she's dating Devin Booker. Oh, that's right. Her and Devin Booker been dating ever since. (laughs) You you imagine and you're point guard and you're guarding Devin Booker and you know, Devin Booker's like, all right, I'm going to take this. You come on down low, post me up, Ben, post me up. Yeah. You feel that? That ain't the third leg, big boy. That's the reason Kendall's with me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I can see like all of a sudden, old boy, just like, Boom, breaks down. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Kendall Jenner. I think I think the Kardashian-Jenner family have the ability to break any man. I'll tell you what. I think they can break it. They broke Kanye. They can break me. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, they broke Kanye. They broke that. Every man has been there. They broke Lamar. She broke Tristan Thompson. She done broke. They done broke. They broke uh, uh, Harden. James Harden was an MVP until he dated Khloe Kardashian. And then he got his jersey retired in a strip in a strip club because he spent a million dollars in a strip club because he couldn't figure out how else to get over his old lady. Drowning his sorrows. This boy, I'm telling you, that's uh, Reggie. Reggie. uh, Oh, my gosh. The very first one. The football player. uh, uh, Heisman. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, I mean, Forgot you know, Reggie Bush was a up and coming, up and brewing star in the NFL, uh, and just became a really good punt returner. She uh, wasn't Kim with uh, what was his name? Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. You. Well, you didn't, she didn't break Chris Humphreys. That was just weird. He just was a bad player. He, Chris, like, he was bad. He but if played. you watch Chris Humphreys in this, look, I watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I ain't gonna lie to you. And you watch the Chris Humphrey episodes back when he was there. He could care less. He was like, I'm dating this. I'm dating this. I'm marrying this. It is what it is. He was, you know, and when it was over three months later, it was over. He's the only one that took it, 
took it well. I think <laughs> I think he took it the best yeah. because he had the least to lose. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and he was out of the league right after yep. that. <laughs> Poor Kanye. This dude can't get his head on straight. Yeah, and and coming soon, the next the next victim is uh, Pete Davidson. Uh, I don't know, man. Pete Davidson's different. Well, so it's funny though. Pete Davidson, uh, Travis Barker, like those two. Those two seem like they know they they know what to do. Here's They've the got thing. it figured out. They've got it figured out. Look, the, the Ben Simmons may have really been in love and all that, and that's a, that's a it can it can do some serious things to you uh when it ends but all of these guys are gonna be just fine like if you want to bounce back quickly you can bounce back quickly if you're all those guys oh 100 percent. are you kidding me yeah you can bounce back quickly yeah pete davidson i thought pete davidson would be the kind of guy that if he lost to kim kardashian he wouldn't be able to bounce back but old boys lost ariana grande bounced back Lost three, four others, bounced back from all of them. Apparently, I just found out this Kim Kardashian deal. Longest, uh, longest dating he's had. It seems like it. Even longer than when he got engaged to Ariana Grande. They were engaged. Yeah, he got engaged after like a month and a half. Sheesh. Yep, he knew Come he just on, knew it. Pete. Pete's dude, Pete's a lover, man. He he's got some, <laughs> um, he's got a great interview that's hilarious. So he's just like, man, I just love, I just love, I love love. He's like, I love love, man. Okay. He loves love. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, Ariana Grande don't put it out there. Yeah, I know what you're, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, so <laughs> apparently ben Devin Booker too. <laughs> Simmons. Ben Simmons <laughs> is uh <laughs> he's dealing with something. Okay. He's dealing with something. And it's he's it's, got the Jenner, he's got the Jenner blues. He's got the Jenner blues. The Kardashian Jenner blues. Maybe he'll end up doing what uh, Bruce did. Wow. Do you think that's the kind of issues he's having right now? Uh, do you think he wants to be a girl? I don't know. You Maybe. think he, you think he's gonna? Can you call? Can you call him Bruce anymore? Can you call him? Can you call her Bruce anymore? Well, it was. I mean, I just mean it when it was. Bruce uh, was careful now. Careful now. We're gonna get kicked off of now YouTube and everything now else. It's Caitlin. Now it's Caitlyn. Um. So anyway, I don't know if if uh, he's looking to. Does Caitlyn still go back to Bruce, or is she a hundred percent Caitlyn? Hundred percent Caitlyn. She's a hundred percent. One hundred. How would you like to be a woman? We've listened to this. I love this. My favorite thing of one. I don't remember which one it was. Who the who the comedian was? How'd you like to be a woman? And Caitlyn Jenner is a woman for one year and gets Woman of the Year. <laughs> oh yeah. How'd you like that? Man, this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Forget that. That is not right. That is not right. For one year. She was a woman for a year. She was and got a, woman of the year. She, she got rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> she got female rookie she of the year. Female rookie of the year. <laughs> Way to go, Bruce or Caitlin. Way to go, Caitlin. Look, man, I that's I I that was one of the funniest jokes of the of all the, the jokes that we've I think listened we might have just made a better one, actually. Uh, yeah, exactly. The female rookie of the year is even better. Oh my gosh. All right. So anyway, Ben Simmons, that's why I'm I'm honestly I'm with you that it, it's easy to say, look, physically, I would think he should be fine to go out there and play, even if his back is hurting a little bit. This is the playoffs. A lot of guys are playing hurt. You want to play, you're playing for the chance to to advance and maybe win a championship. And if Ben Simmons was hundred percent healthy, they would be a little bit different team. Um mm-hmm. and, and and they may be able to match up better with, especially with his length, guarding Jason Tatum, guarding yep. Jalen Brown. Yep. 
especially Jason Tatum. For sure. And who's going to be a top three MVP candidate next year. Ben Simmons has to, honestly, that was not so far fetched. What you said about, about retiring. I mean, even if it's not a full retirement, just take, get out. You got to get away. Got to get off of the radar. And here's my biggest thing. This is where I, I have to push back on him. If you have a mental block, if you have mental, mental things that you're dealing with, that you need therapy or anything you need to try to get through that, get over it and, and get back to a halfway normal life, work on those things, whatever you need to do. I totally understand. If you can't go out on the court because you can't, fit, you can't mentally handle it right now, do whatever you need to take, to, to take care of it. Don't expect to get paid. If that's my biggest hundred percent, don't expect. I was literally in my head. I was just thinking if the everyday man cannot go out and physically do their job because they're having some mental issues and they need time off, guess what they're taking? PTO. They're taking FMLA. FMLA, Get get some FMLA. But they're not, they're not, they're not getting paid their full salary. They're not, it's not happening. You're taking, you have to take time. You have to take vacation time. You got to take, you know, stuff like that. You're not just leaving your job for a year. It's not happening. Kendrick per- Perkins called it the biggest heist uh, or the greatest heist or something like that. Yeah. He actually sat out a full year. He made $20 million, was never injured, was, ne- I mean, whatever, his back hurt, right? But when people have a sore back, they're out for a game or two or a week or two. So I'm not calling that a full injury. Nothing was broke. Nothing was torn. They didn't have to have surgery. This man was not injured. This man sat on the bench because he didn't feel like playing basketball. And I say that because I feel like that's correct. He didn't feel like he was in the right mental state to be able to perform on the basketball court. Sorry. How's that better? That's better. That's better. Still, that's rough, man. How do you get like, like I said, if it wasn't for my boy, I wouldn't have any idea what that was for me. It's suck it up. Right. What do we always learn? Are you kidding me? Suck it up and go out there and play. You, you don't act like that. What are you, what are you doing? You're letting your team down. You're letting everybody down. It's a huge, that's, that's, that's a real thing. Like the, and if you don't see it up close, that's how, that's how you're reacting because that's how it was pushed on you. We have learned a lot more in the last five to 10 years, even in the last three years about mental health and mental health issues. And even like, if you're a sports fan, Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan guys, who you would have no idea have had some some pretty high level issues with depression and anxiety and mental health stuff like that have come out and spoken about it in the hopes that it will get more people to to be able to speak about it and speak up about it and do something about it if you're dealing with something because a lot of people for years and years and years in every generation it's you know is like gosh these new these this new generation is so, so soft, soft. but it's where our generation is super soft to our parents' generation. Yep. And they were super soft to their and parents. This generation, generation is super soft to us. But here's the thing. Part of that, part of it is evolution too. And we are, we are getting smarter about some things. We're getting dumber about a lot of things too, but we're getting smarter about some things. And I think this is one of them for sure. And I, I, I really do. I, it, you do have to figure out where that line is. And it's, that's the hardest part is figuring out how much, 
how much is you need to toughen up and how much is you need to, you know, when is it you need to toughen up and when is it you need to deal with that and whatever you need to do, do it. And, and if you got to miss something, if you got to, if you got to disappoint somebody or let somebody down because you have to deal with something internally that is affecting your life and the way that you, the way that you interact with people and your ability to communicate and be part of society uh, and, and, you know, it, it affecting your relationships and things like that, then you got to do it. And it's, it's just a hard, it's a hard thing to figure out, but that's why I'm, I can't go a hundred percent in on like some of these other guys, like Ben Simmons is, it was a punk move. Like Shaq said, I can't go a hundred percent in on that because I think there's, if there's really something there, but you can still be disappointed. Sure. Absolutely. Can still be disappointed. with. Absolutely. I, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Let's move this to the other guy on that team who, by the way, the, the New Jersey Nets owner came out with a statement saying, hey, did you see the statement that he put in, put out? No. Something like we've got great talent on this team, blah, 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 or stacked talent. A st- I don't I can't remember. So their stacked talent has one guy who didn't play an entire year. And their second have another guy who out of a 246 games that he's been uh, signed under the New Jersey Nets has played in 116 and missed 130, and that's Kyrie Irving. And you now have two of these going on in your locker room. You know, it, actually, that's sort of a similar situation because 100%. of percent because of the his decision not to get vaccinated. He he was letting a lot of people down, and there were a lot of people in the media saying. What is wrong with him? He's a bad teammate. How do you not just go get vaccinated? At least he was more upfront about it. Though. He let people know, look, I ain't doing it. It and, ain't happening. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 100%. Every, I wish everybody got vaccinated, but also that was his decision. He, he, I yeah. mean, he, I don't think you're selfish because you didn't get it. You I are, hate people that go, you're not getting vaccinated. You're hurting the whole world. You like, I hate that. Like, who are dude? Who are you? Just because you wanted it your way is automatically the right way. Right. That's I hate people that automatically think they what their what their view is is a hundred percent, and there's no other way to be it. I can't stand that. And that is a ton of media did that to Kyrie Irving, which is not fair to that dude. I agree. I agree. So that I think that's why that's a pretty similar situation because he made a choice. Not that Ben Simmons is necessarily making a choice, but I, Kyrie Irving definitely was. And either way, they weren't able to play. And some of Kyrie's of stuff is also mental, too. This dude needs breaks. You know what I mean? This oh, dude yeah. just uh, just disappeared from the team. He's taken at the beginning breaks. of the season. Yeah. They didn't know where he was. Steve Nash had to answer questions about, do you even know where Kyrie Irving is? You're right. And he's at a birthday party getting blasted because he's at a birthday party without a mask on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So that's Kyrie. Now that I said the name. You mentioned how Boston was able to do what they did against a really good Kyrie Irving and a really good Kevin Durant. Two of the top 10 players in the league, easy in my in my view. They did it for four straight games. How much now does Kevin Nash? We're going Wolfpack. big time wrestling. Wolfpack, Wolfpack baby. Where's, 
how much longer can he bring Scott Hall to the ring drunk? <laughs> how much longer can Steve Nash keep the job in New Jersey, never having any coaching experience at all, getting going into the job, being passed, passing up a lot of people that probably deserve that job more than he did. Mm-hmm. And how fast is he gone or is he stay? How much of this is, is should be put on him? I don't know. And let me preface by saying Steve Nash is one of my favorite players of all time. I adore Steve Nash as a person and as a player. Not that I know him personally, but everything I, I've followed that guy's career so closely. And he seems like a very, very, very top tier guy in the league teammate and everything absolutely so leadership i believe he i'm sure he has leadership ability to be a a coach i don't know how good a coach he is yet but i don't think and my question to you was going to be do you blow this thing up what do you do with the nets but just going right along with that is to answer the question about steve nash specifically with what happened with james harden what with what happened with ben simmons kyrie all that, all that stuff that you had to deal with this year with the guys that were supposed to be your best players and supposed to make the biggest impact on your team, how do you not give a guy at least another year to, to possibly have now Kyrie a full season to be able to play all the home games? Kevin Durant, is, you know, as long as those guys are healthy. And everything, I, no, and- it's not as long as they're healthy because these guys are not there. They're not playing for other reasons than health. Only Ben Simmons. Kyrie, like we already, like I was just said, Kyrie has missed games as well, not just because of injuries, but because he wasn't ready to play and just didn't play for two weeks. Yeah, that was, I think he was doing, dealing with a lot of the, the COVID stuff. That's fine, but you don't know what's going to happen at any, if these guys can be, if he can be triggered, you've seen it happen, then who's to say he can't be triggered again? Sure, but to me, that's the same argument as well. Kevin Durant, uh, you know, tore his Achilles, you know, missed two years because he tore his Achilles and Uh, tore his ACL. So he's injury prone. So who knows if he's going to be able to play next year? No, 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 no. I think, well, I mean, you could kind of compare it to that. People get called injury prone all the time. But I mean, and there are people that are injury prone. I mean, we talked about Greg Oden on this podcast not that long ago. I mean, the dude's just injury prone. It's, he just gets injured because his body shouldn't be what it is. Still, and Kevin Durant is the same way. His body, it is hard to do the things you that he does with a body like that. He's going to take more joint pain and things like that than other people would in a not-so-similar body. So maybe, but either way, this is something mentally that happens to him. Things mentally are definitely going to happen more often in reoccurrence then injuries will happen in reoccurrence. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I right now, because I, the only reason I don't see it that way is because Kyrie is, has gotten through that part of it. That was the beginning of the year. He's gotten through that part of it and he's played every time he's been allowed to now for the last, you know, for the last three quarters of the season or whatever. So it seems like he's in a better place there now. Ben Simmons isn't there yet. We have no clue. He's still dealing with stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we have no clue about Ben Simmons. To me, Kyrie and Kevin Durant now, because they've been healthy and since. So Katie's Katie's signed through 26. Mm -hmm. 
Kyrie's got a contract coming up. Do you sign Kyrie? I wouldn't sign. I, you know, if, if, if this is the, what I would do. If I am the New Jersey Nets, I sign a one-year deal or a three. If he wants three years, I'll give you three years, but two of them are going to be team options. I'm, I, I'm not giving you – and if you don't like it, if you don't like it, go to the Knicks. Find somewhere to play because you know that's exactly right because you know where you're going to end up. Really, really good teams aren't going to want that anymore. It, there, there's, there's other players that are catching up to where you are. They're, they'll find somebody else that they can trust in certain situations. Whereas, so, so if you want to go play for Sacramento and make all the money in the world, have at it. You know what I mean? I'm, if I'm the Nets, I'm adios. If you want to stay here and compete for a title over the next three years, I'll give you a three-year deal. Saint, you'll be here as long as KD, but two of them got my option on it. I get to choose whether I want you to continue to play for this team or not. Yeah. Because you're going to choose you over everything. We already know that. You're going to choose you. Well, everybody. Is. I mean, everybody's going to do what they think is best for them. Or they're going to talk to pe- their friends around the league. Yeah, people, do things, people do things for teams that, that people do things for the team. Brady takes less money for, for the Patriots in order to, to be able to sign other players and do Pretty things rare. like that. It is rare. It is. 100% is rare. Duncan did that. Yeah. But, but um, it's still a thing. It still can happen. So I'm, you've already proven that if you, if it comes down to you or the team, you're going to choose you overall. You proved it when you didn't get the shot, which that, I'm, I, it's not a bad thing. I don't care. But it also shows there's a lot of people in this world. Mike Epps talked about it. You're going to take my special off Netflix? Here you go. Go ahead. Where you want to shoot me at? Yep. Anywhere you want. You want to put it in my butt? Go ahead. Put it in my butt. He, it don't matter. You know what I mean? So there are certain people that do things differently that way that will do things like, hey, you're telling me that I'm not going to be able to play? If I don't get a shot, I'm getting a shot. Screw it. Let's go. Put it in me. You know what I mean? And then there are people that are going to stand their ground. That's fine. I'm proud of you for standing your ground. But that also means that I'm going to stand my ground because – I can't necessarily trust you and, and trust where your head's going to be at all times. So I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to make sure that there's two, two year, two team options on the end of that. Sure. You're going to, with a lot of guys, but it, you know, certainly, especially Kyrie, you're going to, you've got to make a decision whether you want to deal with a potential distraction for whatever reason and get one of the best players in the league. Yep. Yeah, okay, I guess they've got to make that decision. For Steve Nash, though, I don't think it would be fair to to get rid of him after a season like this one. I, I just I just don't think I don't think anybody in that in that situation you could have had even if the fact that even if it even if the fact that he had he did nothing to deserve to be a head coach right off the bat like that. Like I mean, people people spend years and years and tens and 20 20s of tens tens and tens of years on the bench as, you know, first assistants and things like that and don't get a chance. Sure. Look, everybody, everybody that gets a chance gets it for a reason. It's not like he, he it's not like now he had a relationship with the owner pr- previously, but it, it's not like it was, he just did his buddy a favor. That's not how Steve I'm Nash not, got the job. I'm it's, not saying Steve Nash isn't a great basketball mind. But I'm just telling you, I'm just saying 
you're hiring a head coach in the NBA to be the head coach of one of the high, most of the most highly talented team in the NBA and never had an ounce of coaching experience under his belt. Yeah. Uh, you have no problem with that. Well, I, I mean, that's, I'm sure totally they're a different story and I'm totally I, going on another tangent, but I, I, <laughs> I'm going to ask you anyway. I mean, James Posey's been on the bench for a hundred years. He wants to be a head coach. Uh, Patrick Ewing spent how much time on a bench and wanted to be a head coach? Uh, I, I name them. There's, there's tons of them that have been around for a long time. I agree. And sometimes it's because there's a reason that you are an assistant for a long time and you never get a chance. Sometimes it's because of other things that aren't fair. Sometimes it's because you have relationships, I mean, with, with people. And that might've been the biggest factor in, in Steve Nash getting this, this opportunity, but he doesn't get the opportunity if he doesn't have the, the characteristics that could make a good coach. Now, uh, yeah, we could argue whether he deserved that over other people. Well, my point is, is that makes it easier for me to get rid of him. See, we I, made a mistake. I don't think he's quite ready to be a head coach yet. He will be. I think Steve's going to be an amazing head coach in the future. But for the uh, amount of egos, no, they would never say that. The amount of egos and the types of personalities we have on this team, we're going to go after a more experienced guy. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's in the position now. I don't think you can judge his performance based on this season. I, I don't think that's fair at all. Can I judge his performance based on the playoffs that we just went through where you just got swept by the Boston Celtics and didn't really make an adjustment in game to, to, to do? Obviously, I mean, sure, you made adjustments, but nothing that worked. If you if you want to judge him on four games, sure. Uh, playoffs. I mean, the playoffs are, are you're going listen, whether you think it's fair or not, you're going to get judged more about what you've done in the playoffs than you are about what you've done in the regular season. But everybody not, not four game. I mean, that's, that's way too, that's way too small. Sure. A, a sample size there. Way too small. It just comes back to the fact of me is I don't know why he's even a head coach right now. Who, who is the best head coach for that team? Do you think? I have no idea. I don't know. I have zero idea. I'm terrible at that. Who do you think the best head coach? You would have a better idea than Steve me. Nash. <laughs> Be, if Steve Nash was not the head coach of this team, and Steve Nash had never been a head coach, and he's just a guy out there playing soccer around, you know, and, and swimming in a pool. He's an option for you. He's an option. Who would you? Who would be the best option for this team right now? Uh, there, there are a lot of guys that are available that that don't even hit. Uh, there's a certain certain coach who just uh, retired recently that uh oh that's right we were going to talk about uh, that too i thought about that when you brought up the kings too like yeah who's going to be the king's coach next year jay wright ain't going to the kings jay wright ain't going to the kings jay wright is going to take about two months and he's going to go to the nba but he ain't going to the kings i jay wright's got to stay on the east side he's an east side dude he's an he's over on the east coast i think in my head in my head that's what i would say brooklyn nets i i mean it makes perfect sense to me so a guy that's never been a head coach or played in the NBA. Also, now that matters. I'm just saying, if you're taking, if you're getting rid of Steve I'm Nash because he hasn't. Been well, a coach that's not before. fair. That's not true. He's coached. He's coached a ton of NBA players. He's been 
part of USA basketball for over 15 years. And he has been with a lot of NBA players. And he even said he, he used to get an itch to go play, to go coach in the NBA, but he was able to scratch that itch through USA basketball. And, and with, um, what's his name? Coach K and all that stuff. And now, now he, he has dealt with these players. He has dealt with things like that through USA basketball. So I have no, are you kidding me? He was the best college basketball coach that was out there outside of coach K college bet. It can, but a college basketball coach does not always translate. I'm not saying I'm, I totally agree with that, but, but, but college is turning the way college teams are run are a lot more like the way NBA teams are run nowadays. It's not like it used to be where you were dealing you know, where those kids were there for the, for the, for the school and they were there for a purpose and they were there for four years and, you know, played their hearts out like college kids. Now they are there just to get prepared to go to the NBA. That's the only reason they're there, they're there to go to the NBA. So the games played different. There's a lot of things different. And, and Steve Nash, even though it was as a player has spent the last two decades in the NBA. And, and with no coaching experience, would you rather have a guy who had NBA playing experience or or who had the coaching experience, college coaching experience, Co- college and NBA? Because he coached USA basketball for the last 10 to 15 years. So for for two months, once every four years. <laughs> no, they he coached it during the World Cup thing that they had as well. He was in on those. So that's every two years. Yeah, it's still I, I don't think that trumps being in the nba every day for how how long steve nash and actually steve nash for i think two years was on the golden state warriors um he wasn't on the bench but he was like a developmental coach like a um in the d league or something no with the warriors well he he worked with steph and and those guys like he wasn't on the bench he wasn't part of the official coaching staff but he was hired to work well, with those guys. That's not coaching experience, then. It is coaching experience. Oh well, then what? Then what? Then what? Jay Wright did with those NBA players, I would consider coaching experience. Then at some. least then he was coaching. It's some, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jay Wright versus Steve Nash is what this became. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Who wins in a fight, Jay Wright oh, or Steve Nash? There's, that's an easy one. Jay Wright is whoop, dude. Jay Wright is not letting that face get touched. Jay, Jay Wright no is 25 way. years, 20 years older than Steve Nash. <laughs> one quick right, he got him laid out. <laughs> laid out. Jay Wright is the youngest 65-year-old, 60-year-old man. How is he, 60, 61? Something like that. You're He's right the youngest 60-year-old man I've ever seen in my life. You're right. Well, anyway, we'll see what happens. There's a lot to, to deal with. and We didn't from- even get to talk. I'm sorry. I interrupted. You. What did we? What didn't we get to talk about? We didn't get to we talk about this Minnesota. This Minnesota. Uh, we don't. I mean, you know, I don't know how much time we have, but Minnesota and uh, who are they playing? Memphis. And Minnesota had that game won last night too. They've had multiple. They've been. They've lost two games that they've been up by ten or more going into the fourth quarter. And, and they have two wins, so that's the series there. If that's they, it. If they hold on. Yeah. That's it. How incredible is that? So, did you watch that? You watched that game last night. Right. I watched, watched the end of it. Yeah. All right. So, tell me about the end of this game. 
Cause, cause the way I see it is out of everybody on this team, if I'm, if I play for the Dallas Mavericks, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jersey nuts, if I play for Minnesota, I'm, I'm ready to, to take Ben, to take, you know, whoever's sitting next to Ben Simmons on the plane to the Bermuda triangle, I'm putting D'Angelo Russell right next to him. Not a D'Angelo Russell fan. No. Not D'Angelo Russell has two incredibly talented offensive scorers on his team, and at the end of the game, decides that he's going to be the one to 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 take a fadeaway bank shot that doesn't even hit the rim and fly away when you got a guy who just hit a huge three in the corner or Carl Anthony Towns who can do whatever he wants anytime he wants. Yeah, um, man, I don't, I don't. <laughs> It's this Timberwolves team is so hard to figure out, honestly. I, plus all the plus all the snitching, you know what I mean? He's snitching on uh, <laughs> on Nick uh, Nick Young on Nick Young. You know, Iggy Iggy was dude. Iggy is alien. That's one of my favorite girls, dude. That's you know, you got snitches get stitches. That's all I got to say. Nah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this Timberwolves team. I really don't. It, it's <laughs> the Number one, they have hung in this series way better than I thought they would. Way better. I thought Memphis was going to possibly sweep this series. Probably sweep this series. The way Minnesota, and like you said, I mean, they've blown big leads early in games and, and, and lost. And gosh, if they, I don't know, if they can figure out how to get over that hump and they win two more games and beat Memphis. I mean, I don't see them winning a second round, uh, a, a second round, but second round series, but to get to the, for this Minnesota Timberwolves team to get to the second round and to beat a two seed, that would be miraculous. It, I, I don't know. They're so hard to figure They're out. They're so talented that Anthony Edwards is becoming a star in yeah. this league. And Carl Anthony Towns is already a star in this league. And he's starting to look like he he's playing with more purpose. He's playing with more energy. Yeah. Finally, because for a long time he was putting up decent numbers, but he didn't even it didn't really even look he like was, he was yeah, he was stuck it. in minute. He was stuck in Minnesota with nothing to help him, just like Kevin Love used to be. Mm-hmm. Just and like Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett used to be before him. It's a, it's, you know, it just is what it is. Now he's got Anthony Edwards next to him. He's got somebody that can do something with him. And, and they're getting brought down by D'Angelo Russell. You think he's playing that poorly? I don't know if he's playing that poorly. I just don't like the guy. <laughs> Man, come on. You know better than that. Put your phone away. Not no. you. I'm talking about D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh. For some reason, I thought they were, no, they, they wouldn't be playing tonight. No, they just played last night. Yeah. Um, no, tonight we can we can be done with them if you want to be done with them. We don't have to continue to talk about that. Tonight uh, we have Mil. Uh, sorry, Milwaukee just won. We had Golden State is about to clinch against Denver. I don't know if that's true. What's the score of that game? Sixty fifty four Denver. Ooh, Denver. Jokic decides he's gonna play a little basketball here because I'll tell you what, the Golden State Warriors are another team that look very good in this playoff so far to dominate that team with with one of the top three MVP um, vote getters. I don't know if I mean, he's going to be a top two or three 
vote getter in, in Jokic. Um, that's pretty impressive. Number one for me. If I had a vote, I'd, I'd vote Jokic for MVP. But you're taking him over uh, over Joel Embiid. Yeah. Is that because you don't like Joel Embiid? Because you don't like Joel Embiid. No, it's it's not. I, I've I've had reasons not to like him before, but I, Embiid is. I think Embiid's going to win the MVP, and I have no problem with that because he was unbelievable. He he was just incredible this year. Um, but Jokic missing his second and third best players all year. And, and putting up actually a little bit better numbers and them kind of keeping pace as far as wins go, team wins go, with with Philadelphia and a couple other teams that were should have been better than yeah. them. Um, that's really impressive to me. And and he was he led. I've seen a, a graphic put up a couple of times throughout the throughout the last like month of the season, like the top three or four guys. I think it was Jokic and Bead and and Giannis. And all of the regular, the, the traditional stat categories, all of the advanced stat categories, and all of the like, uh, like super, like ultra advanced stat, like all the brand new, the newest metrics that you sure. can possibly have. Yeah. CLPD percentage and yeah. Um, yeah. WAR PL4 percentage and things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. His WPAL4 is much better than Embiid's. W-A-R. It's the war plus limited characteristics. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that so Jokic was in like, um, I forget, they had like 20, like 20 or 25 different categories. And Jokic was first between the three of them in like 20 of them. Like I 20 hate, out of 20. I, I hate that. I can't it's not, stand that because I can go grab 20 more stats no, no, where, no, 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 where, no. where he's – I don't like when people go, that's not, look that's at not, these 20 stats and he's higher than them on everything. I do it with my game changer app. I can make any kid on my team – I can make a, a, a I can make a reasoning for any kid on my team to bat in any order on my team at any time by looking at different stats. Well, he's done this. Well, this one's done this. Well, he's done this. I, I disagree. This is a comprehensive look at all of the stats. This is a comprehensive look. You're talking about, well, his, his, uh, let's talk about Greg Oden again for a second. His, uh, his, oh, his team win percentage is better than Giannis's and his plus minus is better than Giannis. And, and, his... and so you can take one or two things for sure, three things or whatever, but we're talking about 24 different things. And we're talking about traditional stuff and advanced stuff and all every different kind of way you can measure the game and measure statistics and measure the way a guy plays. You're talking, that's what I'm talking about. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the same thing as saying, well, Jokic uh, has a better plus minus. Jokic has a better uh, effective shooting percentage. I, that's not. I don't think it's. I think it's okay. It's okay. Everything. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You made your point. <laughs> you win. I. <laughs> why do we even get into the MVP? Why not? Jokic is. Well, uh, we got to talk about the Reds. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about the Mount Rushmore of tools. Oh, we got to get to that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it's. I, I do think Golden State's going to close that. I, I don't know if it's going to be tonight or not, but I think they're going to close that series out. Um, and then you have, I mean, let's see. So Dallas is one win away. Uh, Philadelphia Golden State's is one a win, win away. away. 
Do you think Dallas wins this? Do you think Dallas takes over Utah now that now that uh, what's his name's back? I mean, they only got to win one. Phillies win away. I think Philly takes it. I think Philly gets one out of the next two. I think Phoenix. How about the Pelicans? I know. Get the two Pelicans them, getting yeah. a couple W's. Yeah, that that makes me feel like Boston is now the clear favorite. There's a lot of people saying that now. Every I just watched something the other day, and it was all about. Boston or Phoenix, Boston or Phoenix, Boston or Phoenix. Like it's already an NBA final. But guess what? In a week and a half, when Boston's down three one to yep. the Bucks, we're yep. gonna be talking we'll about be talking else. about something totally different. Is exactly right. Um, okay. Well, look. By next week, we're gonna have all of the second round matchups going. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we'll take a look at that at all that stuff again. It's gonna keep getting more exciting because these matchups are gonna get better and better and better as we advance through the playoffs. So we'll have plenty more on basketball. Yep. That was fun. We talked about 7 million different things there. It's a lot of NBA. We got a lot of uh, a lot of good listeners that are big NBA fans that I'm sure stuck around for the entire episode. And well, I apologize to Indiana Mike for not uh, for Mike Epps for not talking Pacers here, but um, it's hard to do when they're not in the playoffs. That's right. They got to They got to get in the playoffs. They weren't in the playoffs. They were at his stand-up special. <laughs> right. In Indianapolis. They didn't have to go far. Yes. Before we get to Mike Epps, Chris, we've got to talk about what I you know, I I should have been I, I should have been way more excited about this. I honestly made a mistake and my did a different no, it's not. I you, talked about it yesterday. <laughs> we, we talked about Reese's. I was thinking I had Reese's on the brain, like I always do, and I was thinking that was our Mount Rushmore. It was tools, which I think is an excellent topic. Excellent topic. Mount Rushmore of tools. I wish I would have spent more time thinking about this, but I've got four that I like. All right, let's hear them. You want me to go first? I want your four favorite. Not the four least favorite. Four four favorite. (laughs) Right, Mount Rushmore. (laughs) We could do Mount Rushmore of least favorite. I love that. Um, I was just listening to the podcast. The reason I said that is I was listening to our podcast earlier today and you said something like I could easily do the ones I hate. I could do a Mount Rushmore of the tools I, uh, that are, oh, that yeah. I can't stand using or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah that's right. Um, no, let me tell you the invention of the drill. Holy smokes. I mean, instead of having to screw everything in by mm-hmm. hand, yeah. you got the drill that saves so much time. You're way more efficient. You save your 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 the elbow grease you got to spend. Um, give me the drill. Give me the power drill. Absolutely. Okay. The putty knife. Ooh. The putty knife is a versatile tool. Hundred percent. You use it to to mud drywall. You use it to scrape. It's a cleaning tool. Uh huh. You can do a lot of different things with the putty knife slash scraper. Sometimes you call it a scraper. Oh yeah. You know. Yep. Um, so metal putty knife or plastic putty knife? metal for sure. 100%. Yeah. Plastic's useless. Yeah. Adjustable wrench. Ah, the old adjustable. There's something about the crescent, uh, the old crescent wrench. Th- there's something about the traditional wrench that I love, but the adjustable wrench is a, is a set of wrenches in your hand. It's it's one wrench that can do a lot of jobs mm-hmm. without having to go back into your into your tool bag into your toolbox whatever and find the next size figure out yep. what size you need all you do is grab the adjustable you put it up there you spin the little thing and you're ready to go yep adjustable wrench I think maybe number one on my list 
tape measure. Whoa, that's a good one. And I'll tell you, speaking of good one, there's a difference. There's a not so great tape measure. There's a good tape measure. There's a great, you can get a lot of different variations of tape. Tell measures. me what makes a tape measure great. It, it, it's, it's the size, it's the feel, it's the weight. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the, the readout. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you like, you like to where it says eighth, 16, three eighths, five eighths. So you don't have to like count the little slashes. No, no. I just mean if the slashes are, are done well. Look, you can tell if you buy a good, if you buy, you a, know where the half is, you know where the quarter is, and then in that case, you know in between on the five eighths, three eighths. You, you can tell a big difference if you go to a small, you know, a small tool shop and, and get the cheapest, most the, the brand you've never heard of. Why is the small tool shop got the cheapest? Why why can't you go to a big box store and get the cheapest? You can go to Home Depot and get a really cheap one too. Yeah. You right. can do that. I still want to. I still want to knock the little guys. Look, they got expensive ones too, man. Sure, sure. Wherever you go to get your tape measure, <laughs> wherever you go to get your tape measure, there's a big difference between a really good one and a really bad one, and there's a there's a a really wide range between those. A good tape measure is irreplaceable, no doubt. I've had the same tape measure for quite a few years. Good call. I have it's a, a Stanley. It's a I, Stanley. Okay. I like the that same. might be it might be all metal all or aluminum or whatever yeah. i've i've got like three tape measures i definitely have a favorite yeah for sure uh the worst is when you get a tape measure and it gets a little nick or a bend in it oh, and yeah. as you take it out it get like cocks to the left or to the right or something you're like oh my god yeah i can't keep it straight i can't keep it straight i like the ones that you can get like eight feet before they crack and bend over also a tape measure Super underrated toy to keep a kid busy for a long time. Hundred percent. Do you want to you want to tear a kid's fingernail off? Give him a tape measure to play with. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about they don't even have to touch it. You do the tape measure where the kid pulls it out and then and lets you let him go. and lets yeah. it go, and you give it one. Oh, I like these feels yeah. as it comes uh, in because you're holding yeah. out of it. I mean, a kid will Ooh. laugh hard for hours doing yeah. that. Now. Unfortunately, you have to do that for hours, and that's that gets tiring very quickly. Yeah, I used to love doing that stuff with kids. Now that I have kids, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, somebody else, please take this kid and keep him busy for a minute. One of the one of my memories of laughing, uh, one of the hardest when I was a kid, was when we my mom used to watch you when we were really little. Yeah, and your dad would come home, and he had the keys on the pullout thing yep. on the belt. Yep. And we would do that. We would pull his keys and let, and he would do that same thing. Go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember laughing my brains out. Dad did a lot of stuff like that. He, he was would, really he would, good. He would at always that. take that or he, the big one he loved to do was when he would close a cabinet door. He'd close the cabinet door and act like it hit his hand. Like he smashed his finger in the I cabinet. You used to love doing that. <laughs> All right. I got to hear your. All right. So I've got five on here that I've got to figure out. What, number one on my list, I'm going to one up your drill and I'm going to go with the impact drill. Oh, All right. So specific. the impact drill, uh, a little bit different. Uh, so instead of just hit the button and it screws in as that thing, as that screw starts to get a little tight, it, it'll do a little kick, right? It, it starts, to, and you can really get that. You don't have to, you don't overdrive the screw. You don't underdrive it. You get it just perfect. 
I love the impact drill. I use that thing for everything. Um, and then I think I'm going to put on the table saw. I like the table saw. I can do a lot of different things with a table saw. Uh, the table saw can make every cut that I need. Uh, I think I like the table saw more than I like the compound miter box. I love a compound, not good compound miter, but I think the table saw is going to take it to the next level for me. I almost I can rip things down with the table saw. Nice. I almost put the table saw on mine. Thanks. I didn't put, by the way, I didn't put that or any other ones that make a lot of noise. I hate noise. Hate noise, huh? All right. All right. So that's definitely not going to make it then because this, this thing is loud. Uh, I, when I was finishing the floors upstairs. I had like three pieces to put down. It's like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. And I'm like, I just got to rip this. I had this one last piece I had to rip along the, uh, along the fireplace to get it to set in. And it's a stone fireplace. So I had to, I had certain places I had to get it notched a little more. And I kept having to go back out there and I would like turn it on, hurry, do it and turn it off so fast. It's like, I'm not putting this stuff away and coming back out for one cut. I'm not doing it. I'm finishing this. I apologize to my entire neighborhood, pitch black, totally quiet. And I'm throwing this loud ass table saw on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's one, two, three is an easy one for me, man. The hammer, the hammer is without a doubt has to be on the Mount Rushmore tools. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's, you use it for everything, bopping your kid in the head, you know what I mean? Uh, something doesn't seem right on any piece of anything and you just bang it with a hammer and everything's fine. Hammer is <clears throat> hammers go to. Mm -hmm. So here's where I have some trouble. I've got two here. I've got the screwdriver, big flathead screwdriver. Cause I can use it for a lot of different things such as, you know, like chipping away at something, not just as a screwdriver. Like I use that at, with a hammer to do a lot of different things like the putty knife. Yeah, but it's a little sort of. sturdier, so I can, yeah, yeah. I can really ch – and that or channel locks. Channel locks are uh, channel locks are my go-to – I guess they would be my go-to wrench, if that's considered a wrench. I'm not – it's like a plier wrench. I don't, I don't know what that family of tools that would exactly fill in under. I would assume – I would assume pliers. I feel like it's – Because it opens and closes like a plier. But it's got the more than just the one adjustable on it, you know, about five or six of them. Yeah. I got I have four different sets of channel locks, uh, mm -hmm. all different sizes. I, I love, yeah, I can get in behind anything. And you got to you got to get something open, man. And it's bigger than three quarter, half inch, you know, an inch, something like that, that you just got your little adjustable for. Grab that bad boy out and go to town. That's true. I think I'm putting that over the screwdriver. I'm going channel locks for number four. Nice call. I'll tell you the flathead screwdriver also versatile because it can, it can do Phillips head bits too. hundred percent. I mean, yep. That's, you, that's it doesn't go the other way. You can Phillips head go. can't be a flathead, but a flathead can fit in a Phillips head. Boom. Nice call. <sighs> Good tools. Go. Good tools. I like it. I like it. Well done. All right. That brings us to our friend, Indiana Mike. That's right. Mike Epps, his, uh, that was the title of his Netflix special. And, uh, I, th I think I rated this like six times. Did you? I wrote and scratched Throughout. out and wrote and scratched out. Uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and start. Sorry to cut you off, Please uh, do. but I'll just go ahead and start. Let's, let's talk about Indiana Mike. And I want to do this together because I feel like this can be a good conversation piece because we talk about the things we like about comedy and, and structure and things like that a lot and timing and things like that. Is it me or did Mike Epps not know what words he wanted to use for most of this thing? Like he start a word or start a joke and just keep on talking right into it and just flip it. And, Oh, I used the wrong words. I'm just going to keep on talking. That brings up a point that I was going to ask you about that. I think might be the same thing. Okay. But a different way. All right. You want me to say it? Yeah. Was he definitely drunk? Oh, he was drunk. He was, he was something. He, my man was on something. He was, he couldn't talk. Yeah. He couldn't talk. And if that's the case, you're about to you're re, you know you're recording your special how do you get drunk before that the crazy thing Especially is that drunk. yeah the crazy thing is he acts like that like his i he i feel like that's I, I feel like that's just i don't know i don't know if he was i don't know maybe maybe he had a few to get him feeling good but it was definitely the stuttering and stammering over some words that he couldn't fill out that's what got me but it was still funny. My man is still, he is, he does not have structure. He does not have nothing. There is no, nothing that goes into my man just goes out there and starts talking. Like there was a couple of, he had a lot of jokes that he just, he thought they were funny and no one was laughing, but him. He's the only one laughing, smacking his microphone in his hand. The only one laughing. And I think, I feel bad for him in those cases because poor guy, but he did have some really funny ones. The, it was like the times he didn't laugh were the really funny jokes. And it's like, Oh, this joke didn't hit. So I guess I'll just laugh at the fact that it didn't hit. I think he was laughing at the fact that the joke didn't go over very well, but he had quite a few that didn't go over very well. Yeah. And I think that's what made it. I think that's what brought it down for me because his good ones were really good. I laughed. I laughed out loud quite a few times. Okay. All All right. right. I mean, that says a lot more than because we've had other decent ones or good ones that you're like, you know, I didn't really laugh out loud. They did a good job. They were a good comedian. They had all the, you know, the stage presence and the timing and all that. But, you know, nothing hit really hard for me, but it was all good. Right. Um, But different, different in this case, though. Okay, so please continue. Uh, no, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with the whole thing. Um, uh, I wrote down a three point four. At one point, I had it high as high as three point seven, but I brought it to a three point four. Okay, I had it as low as like a three point two, but I kept it at three point four. Oh, yeah, I feel like three point four is fair. Three's average for me. Uh, it was slightly above average. He, it was like I said, I laughed. It had some good, funny parts to it quite a bit. Uh, I actually turned on his Netflix show afterwards and watched two episodes of his Netflix show. Is that right? Yeah. I forget. What's it called? It's called The Upshaws. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. I never saw that. Um, that that's just the whole premises is a little bit. It, it's, it doesn't flow. It's not. Oh, that's not familiar. <laughs> It's exactly like his comedy, but this has what's her name in it? Uh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Yeah, because <laughs> that was a good joke, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and and it's got Wanda Sykes in it, and she's 
super weird in the whole thing. <laughs> and he is a goofball who's, but yeah, anyway, he's got four kids. One of them is right smack in the middle with a different baby mama and the baby mama and his wife like get along somehow. So I, it don't, there's no normality in that whatsoever. Okay. All right. All right. I've, I've never seen the upshots. I'm not sure I'll watch it, but uh, it's. I look. I'm not a, sure that I'll tell people to watch it. There's a there's a lot of stuff that I want to watch that I've just never gotten around to doing. Right. All right. So I agree with you. Some of this was funny. The first ten or fifteen minutes, I'm like, I, I was just so disappointed. I'm like, it seems like he told- probably had a couple too many. Yeah. And this happened last time. We talked about how it was a discipline. His last one. Oh, I talked about it. I was disappointed in his last one. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember it being, too. I, I don't remember if if I thought he seemed tipsy or drunk like or yeah. something like that. And I can't say for sure that he was, but it kind of seemed like it. And, yeah, it a lot of it seemed like and, – and we watched – I'm pretty sure we watched the Rory Scovel one that he did. And he said specifically, this is – I've not written any jokes. Rory Scovel's last – uh, it was the one where he went, he was like trying to get the, the one, um, the place saved. It was a, it was a, uh, there was like a homeless guy that ended up. Oh my the, God. Yes. I know yeah. you didn't like that part, but I, yeah, that was, that was terrible. But, but anyway, that was just part of the whole thing, but his spe- Rory Scovel special, which I thought was fantastic. I thought the he special was, really was good. good. Yeah. That guy, the, the guy who owned the place and had all the stories that were probably all lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right um i anyway roy said i i did like six or seven straight days of just no written material going on stage and just trying to right. just going up there and trying to be funny yeah it felt like th- that was part of this it felt yeah. like this might have been what at least half of what he was doing i there. don't know man they were all str- i mean they were all stories that he had prepared to talk i feel like everyone there was no like none of them intertwined with each other in any way. So I guess that makes sense in your way. Like, I feel like they were all prepared thoughts. Maybe. And I'm sure Rory had prepared thoughts, just didn't know what he was going to do. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, so anyway, I was just it just seemed like unpro- too unprofessional for like a big Netflix special that he was putting out. I, I, I just I was just disappointed in that. Um, but his uh, pretty early on, he talked about like I see some older men with some younger women here. <laughs> the talking the about, turn, talking about Mr. Ricky with the yeah, lip, with the lip. And then he got that turn, the that turn. Yeah, <laughs> great. Now listen here. Now you talk to me. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows we together. You ain't going. <laughs> that so that I thought was really funny. Uh, the pigeon toe, all the any pigeon toed booty high guy can high dunk. booty guy can dunk is <laughs> the, the little shuffle movie did like get ready to dunk <laughs> i thought that was really that was funny. good that was good um did you notice somebody's phone alarm went off in the middle of it no i didn't hear that i, I was like i don't know if it was his or somebody in the audience they know. didn't, didn't address it or anything but i was like it was you know the alarm the iphone alarm that everybody yeah, yeah. That that went. It off. was probably the mayors who apparently all the black people love him because they, they were all being all over him. And then that dude, did you see at the end when he came up on stage? He was the big biggest dorky looking <laughs> geek yeah. I ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that caught my attention. Uh, the knocking on the mic. 
uh, when he was trying to laugh or whatever. I was like, I mean, Chappelle does that with I his know. leg. That's exactly. And that what annoys I me when Chappelle does it with his leg. I don't like. I mean, that's. I don't. I don't like that either when Chappelle does it, but. I, I give Chappelle a bigger pass yeah, because he's he Dave is. Chappelle. <laughs> and um, that was one of the jokes that that was one of the jokes that that I think might like you said, maybe wasn't supposed to be part of it where he was just like, you know, Dave Chappelle, I go, good for him. You got to have money to talk about that LGBTQ. And then, like, I don't know where the punchline to that joke ever went. He just <laughs> yeah. said it and like it was over. <laughs> All right. I think he referenced himself. If he did that, they would cancel him before he walked outside. I don't. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, it was so terrible. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's when he started talking. And then he got into the, then he got into the airport and the taking pictures and, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. You're right. It, it did keep have somewhere to go, but none of those jokes were funny. The last thing I have written down is one of my favorite things in stand up comedy for a long time has been when when a black comedian does an impression of a white person, it's almost always funny. Yeah. His was like, it. you've seen, we've seen so many, so much comedy over the years. It's that, that be the case so many oh, times. Yeah. His white person impression was just seemed really lazy. Oh. Like there wasn't anything. Well, it's because he likes white people. He said he can't, you know, he can't really ever really admit it because he actually <laughs> likes white people. He doesn't hate That's white right. people. <laughs> it was just like there wasn't anything original about it. He just did all the old, you know, the, mm-hmm. the just the classic white guy voice with, you know, oh, I'm going to do your taxes or, you know, like <laughs> something like it was just like really low hanging fruit stuff. Uh, so I was just like, man, you you didn't prepare something better for your special, really? Anyway, I was a little disappointed in his professionalism and his preparedness, I guess. Um, but there was enough funny stuff in there that I gave him a three. Wow, three even. Three nice. even. That's above average for you too. Slightly above average, just like mine. It is. It was slightly above average. I mean, it wasn't bad. Slightly. It wasn't bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't bad. All right, so let's go in. So I got to pick a I, – I get to do the comedy. You get to do Mount Rushmore, which you basically already have, correct? Are we, what are we doing Mount Rushmore? We're going to do Reese's products. Yeah. Reese's products. All right, so Mount Rushmore Reese's. I have a brand-new special just came out. In fact, I didn't see it until I turned on Mike Epps. And uh, I, I, judging by your, by your uh, – what you just did there, I guess that means that uh, you're a huge, huge um, John Wayne Gacy fan. Yes. That's the first documentary that yes. popped up on here. I was trying to find a name that wasn't David Spade. <laughs> I, I've been dying for the new John Wayne Gacy special. <laughs> what did he do? What did John? He's a murderer he's or a, something. Yeah, he? he just dressed up as a clown, right? And murdered. It was a conversations with a killer. The John Wayne Gacy tapes. Yeah, I think he dressed up as a clown and murdered a whole bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah. This dude looks like a clown for sure. Yeah, he's got clown stuff on. Yeah. Wow. I might have to watch that just to see how goofy this dude was. Uh, so here's what we're going with. We're going during with... the day, not at not at night. Yeah, especially it's even worse. Especially when you're on the road by yourself. Don't watch it. No, no. Oh no, I won't. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Just had a little nose, little nose <laughs> scratch, nose just a little nose itch. 
Uh, we're going to go David Spade, nothing personal. This is brand about, new. I don't know about little nose. Little Mary, <laughs> nothing little about this, about the scratches on his nose. I'm sorry. So that was well done. That was well played. Well, well placed. It was very well done. Very well done. <laughs> it would have been better if I didn't interrupt you from saying with a comedy special that we're doing. No, it's even better that you did that. I interrupt you. 15 times every single time you come over I interrupt to you 16 times you never Sorry, interrupt no. me ever you can't interrupt me i just talk over you <laughs> yeah if you want to you can't for sure if you just you can try to interrupt me if you want but chances are if i'm not done talking i'm not gonna stop <laughs> <laughs> anyway david spade uh yeah I, I chris i was actually i was gonna put this i was gonna tweet this not that who cares but i love your tweets your tweets are amazing my tweets are dumb i'm such a bad bad follow but uh at adam schmidt 44 if you want to follow me on twitter um but i was going to do it are you gonna stay on see here i am jumping right over top of you again are you gonna do are you gonna are you gonna continue to tweet since elon musk owns it yeah because number one i don't follow any news enough to know why everybody hates him and number two, I don't know what he's going to do differently yet. I didn't know anybody hated him. People hated Elon oh, Musk. I thought I, people loved Elon Musk. People loved him, and then it became popular recently to hate him. Ah, uh, gotcha. Because he bought Twitter, so they all no, hate him before, now? It started before that. I'm not sure why. There's something. He had a tweet. I saw somebody sure Somebody sent a tweet. Oh, I can't tell you. Somebody sent a tweet out that way. Well, he got a little upset with uh, Mr. Biden because they had an electric vehicle uh, like had all these people from all these electric ve- from like GM and Ford and Chevy. I did see this. So they have them all there for an EV electric vehicle, an EV summit. Right. So I think that's what they call them where all these, you know, top of the line guys come to talk about the, that topic. Did not get the invite. He like created the electric vehicle. Yeah. And this dude didn't get an invite and he was all over Biden. Like, Hey, wow. So I'm sure that's why people don't like him because he doesn't like Joe Biden. Um, I want to just see this because he had a really funny tweet uh, the other day that somebody put out there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Where's that? Where's that? Okay, here it is. Now I'm going to now I'm going to buy McDonald's and fix all of the ice cream machines. I heard that. That was a really good one. That's good. (laughs) Listen, and then he then he then he tweeted back and said, listen, I can't do miracles. Okay. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, next, I'm buying Coca-Cola to put the cocaine back in. Bye. He's been all over this stuff. Uh, where There's one that's even better. Um, God, where's it at where he says he's going to get rid of it totally? He's just, he said, I, I bu- I'm going to buy Twitter. Or he said, I, now that I bought Twitter, I'm going to, I can't, I don't, can't find it on here. But something to the effect of, now that I bought Twitter, I'm going to delete it. I'm coming after Facebook next. Go outside and do something. <laughs> I, like I thought that, that was awesome. I like that. I would, de- I would definitely miss Twitter, but uh, that's probably that's probably what everybody needs. That's so great. Awesome. I loved every bit of that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's buying it because free speech. Yeah, there was stuff being taken off that people yeah. didn't feel like should have been or something like that. Well, and he feels like they were uh, they were concentrating on certain people and what they said, and were not concentrating on other other people would say similar things and they wouldn't do anything about that. So that, that's why he felt that Twitter was becoming too political and wants it to be more open for all sides to be able to talk. And I did see today, he said something pretty specific about uh, the only way to, to make it fair for everybody is to make the far right really mad and the far left really mad right. or something like that. 
by free speech, I simply mean that which which I, I simply mean that which matches the law. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. Mm. If that makes any sense. All right. So what year does he become president? Oh, my God. He can't. Because he was he not born here? I don't think he was born in the United States. I don't remember where he's from. Uh, in fact, I just I read his I I didn't read I didn't read anything. I listened to one of his book on tape biographies that he that he did with some guy with some guy. Now he was born somewhere and came here with his family. I'm ninety nine percent sure he wasn't born here. I could be totally wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't born here. Okay, um, Chris. I want to end this episode with a little bit of a trivia question. Yes, let's do it. All right. You, you, the phone down. you are, uh, you no don't cheating. Cheat. Don't cheat. I was you, just going to look up where Elon Musk was born. You will, you can do that. You, you will be able to cheat on this because of something, because, because of something else. Anyway, close see, my eyes. Okay. Let me start out by saying shout out to Miguel Cabrera, who just became the newest member of the 3000 hit club. Round of applause. Miguel Cabrera is the third player in baseball history with 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and a career batting average of 300 or better. Okay. How many? Three. He's one of three or there's three others? He's one of three. He is the third member of this exclusive club. The other two gentlemen. Oh, they're both on this picture over here. No, wait a minute. Babe Ruth. Ooh. Now we're overthinking it. Mays, Aaron, Ruth, 300 batting average. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, oh, Hank Aaron. I'm going to go with Hank Aaron as one. And? Am I right about Hank Aaron? You're right about okay. Hank Aaron. Five hundo on the bombs. Hank, Hank Aaron, my fourth favorite player of all time. Wow, that low? Yeah. That's who are your top three? F- I said favorite now. Yeah. He's he's the he's the best of all four of these. Oh, okay. That may okay. I feel better about that. <laughs> okay. okay, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's totally different. Moving totally on. different than where I was thinking. Like Hank Aaron, like if you go back and look at this dude's stats, he's the second best or best player. He's maybe ever. the best player ever, for sure. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Willie Mays is right there with him. Bingo. You got them. You got them both. All right. Good job. So they are both on it. Your first instinct, first was, instinct was to say they're both over here. I should have just stuck That's with it. That's why I asked you what, because wanted, you so are Babe Ruth, did, Babe Ruth didn't get the – it's got to be batting average. It's got to be batting average, right? Uh, maybe maybe it's 3,000 hits. Did he? I don't know that he had 3,000 What is Babe Ruth's career batting average? So I'm going to tell you I think it's batting average. God, no, not even close. Is it hits for real? I think it's going to be hits. Holy cow. Babe Ruth. Let's see if I can Obviously, click on Obviously, it's got to be hits because we know he has home runs. No, he didn't get the home runs. No, he did not have 500 home runs. <laughs> Babe Ruth. <laughs> you had me for a second. <laughs> Babe Ruth had 2,873 hits. Imagine. And that's also how many hot dogs he had while he was playing. And he had, Imagine and if he he had 342. Imagine he had more if he hot had, dogs than that. <laughs> Imagine if, he about. Had, if he had like like once a week had a stock of broccoli instead of a hot dog 
like over the course of dude, look career. at Babe Ruth in his in the prime of his career. He was a strong, big, strong man, not a big, fat, sloppy man like he was towards the end. Which There's goes too to show many you. pictures of him hitting his 700th home run and things like that, and not enough pictures of seeing him when he was legit in his prime and was and was a a a, a well built human. Have you ever seen the strongest man contest? They're all fat. They all look fat, <laughs> but they're, they're all, all as strong as oxes. That's how Babe Ruth was built. Yeah, you're right. It is coming out of an orphanage in Baltimore. Mm, good call. Yeah. See, that's why I ask you the baseball trivia stuff. Here you go. I just like to watch. That was a work. good one. That was a good one. Anyway, congratulations. I love old there. baseball trivia. That's for sure. That you know what that put. I mean, that puts Miguel Cabrera in a league of his. I mean, that is as incredible as it gets right there. I've been saying for a long time that with the things Miguel Cabrera, he was he, the first one to win a triple crown since uh, since Yaskrimski uh, did it. Um, that's insane. Like, you know how hard it is to win a triple crown? Carlos Delgado, I think, was the closest one in the past 50 years. So maybe it's not that hard. No, I'm just kidding. Closest one. And that Delgado didn't do it. Yeah. And Carlos Delgado was an amazing baseball player. But that's just insane. And to, to be that good for that long is a testament. There's no doubt about it. How close is Joey Votto doing that? <laughs> Joey Votto is going to do this. Joey Votto is going to be, he's not getting 3000 hits and he's didn't not he just get, didn't he runs. just get his 2000th hit last year. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did too. Yeah. I think it was just last year. And he might have 300 home runs or something like that. Maybe, maybe more than that. I hate to tell you this, Adam Schmidt, but he's got 3,000 hits. Joey Votto? Yeah. And he also... Including high school and college. and uh, <laughs> he, he, didn't go to college. he has 2,035 hits. Uh, and for some reason, it won't give me home runs. What kind of website is this? Nobody cares if it doesn't give Hey, me Sarah, runs. how many hits does Joey Votto have? Uh, is it Sarah? No. Hey, That's Siri, right. how many home runs does Joey Votto have in his career? Oh, man, this is such terrible podcasting. 331. Oh, there you go. Yeah, He could potentially go 2,504, how which many, is still insane. How many more years does he have to play to get another th- almost 1,000 hits? No, another- I'm saying 500. I think he can get another 500. I don't think he can get 3,500, but I think he could – get another 70 home runs in four years to give him to 400. Yeah. I mean, that's less than 20 a year. Mm-hmm. And I think in four years, he can get another 500 hits easy. And he has that new approach that he adopted at the yeah. end of last year, just trying to hit the ball. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think he could do, I think he could do 25 and four, which would put him still in an incredible place in baseball history. Sure. He can end up with 400 home runs and 2,500 hits and not make the be one of the be and have one of the highest on base percentages of all time and not be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe not. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he will. 100%. All right. We ended this. uh, I got a little too far off topic. There's no reason to be talking to your phone. (laughs) <laughs> While on a podcast, I apologize. No, it's a it's a three person podcast. It's Chris Witt, Adam Schmidt, and Siri, Siri Alexa, <laughs> Siri Alexa. All right, uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, look, we've got our Mount Rushmore for next week, which is Reese's. Was Elon Musk?
Musk number one. <laughs> Say it in the mic. <laughs> Where was Elon Musk one? I want to. I want to hear that before we sign off here. All right, all right. Hey Siri, where was Elon Musk born? Uh, he was born in Pretoria. Pretoria. No idea what that is or where uh, that is. The administrative capital of South Africa. Administrative capital of South Africa, located in the Gauteng province. Oh. Okay. The mm. go. The Gotang province. I'm you may not really... know this, but the Pretoria, but Pretoria, Pretoria, Pretoria is one of South Africa's three capital cities. That's impressive. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. Really, uh, yeah. Those three cities really earned. What it. would our three capitals be of our country? Would it be? I mean, that's easy, right? Yeah. L.A., New York, and Washington D.C. Chicago. That's. I was going to say. You're going to say Chicago over New York? No, over D.C. Oh, well, D.C. has to be the capital. It actually is the capital. <laughs> yeah, if you want it. Yeah, if you want it. So D.C. has to be in it. Okay. Who are the other two? Then, yeah, then you have to go. L.A. LA New LA. York, right? Yeah, sure. Mm, I don't know. I go Cincinnati. And no, I feel like more like a Albuquerque, New Mexico. Xenia, Ohio okay. could be on there. Maybe a Brownsburg, Indiana. I have, I have no complaints about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good call. You know who's from Brownsburg, Indiana? Who Mike Epps talked about today? Uh, Tucker Barnhart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is why that sounds so familiar. You're right. Mike Epps yep. talked about Tucker Barnhart? No, he talked about Brownsburg, Indiana. He did talk about Brownsburg. I got this white girl from Brownsburg. <laughs> Going with the Brownsburg <laughs> to get the white girl. Uh, uh, that's what they come to. That's what they all go to Indianapolis for. <laughs> so I hear. For the white girls. I, you know what? Another thing about that was he was talking about Indianapolis growing up in Indianapolis. Like it was the South side of Chicago. I've been to Indianapolis. Look, I haven't been all over the city of Indianapolis. I've mostly been downtown. Every big city's got a bad side. Of course. Every but, big city's got one. But it, Indianapolis does not stand out to me as this like super crazy. It's I'll bet you their worst part is the same as our worst part. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's know. just like, I mean, if you get, um, Who's the little dude from uh, from Cincinnati? Comedian, Pampin, Pampin, Pampin. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, your boy that you saw uh, oh. almost get booed off stage yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, oh, speaking of, uh, so, but but he talks about where he came from in Cincinnati, like he's the like it's the you know biggest yeah hood place in the world, which. In Cincinnati, what is it? Av- What's that called over there? Avondale, Avondale really is a. I mean, there's a you you know there's a shooting in Avondale twice a day. We've got six or eight places in Cincinnati that you could talk sure. about, sort of like Louisville's. That. Is Louisville's might be worse than all of ours, and you wow. don't think about Louisville being like that, but Louisville's got a side of town that is as bad as it gets. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I almost had his name. I almost had his name. Pampin, Pampin, Pampin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. I just he's just not my ludicrous come with ludicrous that ludicrous song, uh, pimping all over the world. You ever heard that song? Yeah, uh, at the very end of that, he's on that and he's like, Now, nah, listen here, everybody, pull your pant leg up. You see the one with the with the white socks, not pimping. <laughs> you know, you know why your vodka and cranberry looks like it's blood because it doesn't have any vodka in it, buddy. Not pimping. 
wow, those are not funny. And for a comedian, you think they would be more funny hiring to everybody put your pinky ring in the air, put your pinky finger in the air. You see the, see the one with the ashy knuckles, not pimping. Yikes. 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 They're all, what is his name? I know. Gosh. So terrible. It's Cat Williams. Williams. Who won? You did. Oh, you that did. was but so I think close. <laughs> I thought about it right as it was about to come out of your mouth. Instantaneous. I think, I think you got me. Cat Williams, it was. Yeah. Cat Williams. All right, we got to get out of this thing. This has gone way too far off the rails. What time is it, three? Is it four o'clock in the morning? It's almost four o'clock in the morning. I might be punch drunk by now. Uh, are you working from home tomorrow? Sure am. All right, sounds good. Mount Rushmore Reese's. David Spade, nothing personal. Next week, more NBA, possibly some NFL. Until next time, don't forget to turn your headlights on.